Announcement. The revolution will not be televised. I repeat, the hemp revolution will not be televised. Welcome to the Hemp Revolution Podcast, the global hotspot for the buzz and the cannabis. Hear the secrets of the green rush from the dreamers who are writing the rules, innovating business, and changing history forever. Immerse yourself with the fascinating stories from the leaders in the hemp health revolution to learn how we are changing the game. Now here's your hosts, James Brinkerhoff and Sonia Gomez. What's up, guys? Sonia Gomez coming to you from Denver, Colorado on another Rock Your Socks episode of the Hemp Revolution podcast, where we are sharing and telling the real story of cannabis from the eyes of the entrepreneurs and change makers who are pushing the industry forward. If you are someone looking for products that you can depend on to deliver the results you're looking for, check us out at medicalsecrets.com for our favorite picks and some good information that's easy to digest to help you use these products effectively. If you are a budding entrepreneur or established business owner with a cool story, or perhaps you're hitting some brick walls or glass ceilings, shoot me an email. I'd love to hear your story. Sonia at medicalsecrets.com and let's get to know each other a little bit better. As you know, a lot of my mission and focus here in 2020 has been around minorities and women or the lady bosses in the cannabis and hemp industry. And today is no different. I have found yet another incredible lady boss in this space who started in the industry three years ago with a processing facility in Spokane Valley. There, she created, along with her husband, many cannabis products. And this is where she learned the difference between CBD and THC. Once she learned about all of the cannabinoid receptors within the human anatomy, she began taking CBD like she would any other multivitamin and really loved what she felt and how she felt it working with her body. She started studying the homeopathic attributes of the plant and stumbled upon Rick Simpson and his unique extraction method that creates a super concentrated, potent CBD that cured actually cured his skin cancer. She created a formula using this method as a CBD topical and has been experiencing and sharing in some incredible results. What I love about this is not only is she a woman in cannabis, but she is a, like me, a minority woman in cannabis. And I believe that we are misrepresented, underrepresented, and don't have too many opportunities to share not only our passion, but our purpose with the world that is behind our projects and companies. So put your hands together and help me welcome a fellow lady boss in the cannabis space, Aracelis Vidal. How's it going? Oh, wow, Sonia, that was so beautiful. What a beautiful intro. Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here with you. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Welcome to the Hump Revolution. I have done some pretty extensive research into you and your company and all the things that make you amazing, but my audience has not been so lucky. So why don't you just quick and dirty, tell us a little bit about who you are, what your background is, and how you ended up in the cannabis craze. Absolutely. Well, um, very much uh, like you said in your industry, I, I mean, in your, in your intro, um, I did start in the industry about three years ago with my husband with the processing facility. Um, and I 
started there's where I learned about the homeopathic attributes of the plant. Um, I am a earth goddess. Um, I live here in the beautiful um, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. It's right by Washington where I have my processing facilities and um, facility. And um, so I'm always looking for nutrients and um, herbs that heal the body. And so when I learned about uh, the homeopathic attributes of the cannabis plant, that it wasn't just about the psychotropic, which is the feel good, you know, the THC. Um, I started studying it and taking it myself. And I, like you said, I came across Rick Simpson and, um, after reading his story, um, I only used natural oils on my skin. So I created a formula using this uh, unique extraction method and I started to use it and I saw amazing results. Um, and people would ask me, uh, about, cause you know, here in the Pacific Northwest, it's very dry. So, you know, the skin, um, and, with this, uh, with my formula, I was able to maintain a suppleness, almost like a dewiness to my skin um, throughout the day. And, um, you know, and women would ask me about it. And I said, you know what? Um, and then the legalities, you know, the, um, the farm bill, uh, the president, uh, you know, took CBD off of the Title I. And it just all kind of came together. Uh, where I could take it to market, you know, kind of the the shackles were removed from the holistic um, part of the industry, and I was able to bring uh, this product to market, and it's been doing very, very well, Sonia, very, very well. Well, we know it ain't doing bad because you wouldn't yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't be on here telling me about. She's like, "Oh, I built this product and it fucked up." <laughs> that, that is not the story we are here to tell. So, yeah, I'm, yeah, right, right. I'm so right, excited, right. and I'm like sitting here thinking to myself, "The Pacific Northwest is dry compared to what?" Because I'm over here in the Rocky Mountains, one mile up into the sky, where the moisture is quite literally non-existent, and being oh. so. In California. I've got you. Jesus. I've got you. I need, I need, I need, I'm I've like, got you. I've got you, Sonia. I man, really do. It is dry and, over here. And I was like looking on the camera and I was like, is that a fold or is that a wrinkle? <laughs> right, right, right. So, um, you know, to continue on a little bit about my product and what's yeah. so unique to my product, to uh, other CBDs on the market. And that's something that's kind of a little frustrating. Um, as you, I'm sure, you know, there's a lot of shite out there. Um, and you know, um, you know, I only make four quarts at a time. I have it all tested, of course, by uh, trace analytics here in Spokane. Quality is really, really important to me. And using the Rick Simpson extraction method, I was able to create a very concentrated CBD. And uh, so my initial market was the beauty industry. And uh, so I would, you know, reach out to different spas and whatnot. And and, uh, because it's a a strong anti-inflammatory. Right. So when these spas do any kind of invasive procedure like a microdermabrasion, chemical peel or anything, they would I suggest that they finish up with my goddess oils because it's going to 
maximize whatever they've done exponentially, but it's going to heal the skin in a beautiful way. It is the ultimate moisturizer. It's, it blows any serum, um, lotion, a lot of shite that you see. I know I can cuss, but I don't really cuss, you know, in life, but (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot of shite on the commercial market, millions of dollars of, uh, marketing, but it's all nonsense. I mean, collagen, the molecules are too large to absorb in the skin. So it just layers. I mean, it just lays on the top of the skin. Um, I used to buy the most expensive to, you know, what you can get at the drugstore and either it broke me out. It seemed the more expensive it would break me out. So that's why I, I took the holistic route. But, um, Back to what I was saying about the spa. So I have sample bottles. I create. I, I, I make an appointment. I go out there. I leave a couple sample bottles, and my product speaks for itself. You know, I say, okay, just give me a call. You know, so I came across this woman at Whole Body Med Spa. Her name is Kendra. She's the owner there, and she has. Oh, she had psoriasis, um, and it was a. It's a. It was a very aggressive type of psoriasis. And so I went and I met with her and uh, she just opened up to me and, you know, we just had a lovely conversation. She said, you know, Odyssey, do you think that your product could help me? And, you know, she lifted her shirt up, showed me that, you know, she had all over her stomach. It was, uh, it goes into her orifices, like her belly button, her ears. And, um, And I said, I don't know, you know, honestly, Sonia, I did not know. But in my spirit, I felt like it could because, you know, Rick Simpson, hey, it cured skin cancer, you know, and this is, you know, maybe it could. And I shouldn't say cure because legally I can't say cure, but it really helped. Okay. (laughs) It really helped. There there was some things that were different. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something unique. So uh, I said, you know, here's three bottles. That's what I always do. Here's three bottles. Um, will you do me a favor? Will you please take a before and after picture for me? She said she would. She called me three days later and she said, Odyssey, you will not believe what's going on with my skin. I was like, well, what's going on? You know? And she said, it's just, you have to come and see me. So that was on a Thursday. I came and saw her on Monday and it, there was, I mean, it was like night and day. And so I reached out to the Psoriasis Foundation and I told, and I said, you know, look, I, I think that I have something that can really help uh, your clients. And so um, I just did the stamp out. I was a bronze uh, sponsor just here, Feb, February 22nd. I was in Portland. I'm the first CBD uh, company that they haven't officially endorsed me, but you know, they, they, I was able to give out my pamphlets and my samples and stuff into the goodie bags and, um, they had me on their website. So I'd say they kind of sponsor me, but I'm the first CBD. So that, I mean, that's huge, super huge. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's, it's branched out to something that I didn't even expect, but I am filled with such, uh, gratitude and, um, happiness. Amazing. Congratulations. What an incredible, what an incredible milestone to hit. And as you know, 
I, I stand a little bit on the soapbox around, you know, women in cannabis and what we're able to accomplish. And this plant is actually very much a feminine energy. Um, It is, it is a, it is a female plant. However, the majority of the people who will gain notoriety or um, that you will see in attendance at any one of these conferences happen to be a Caucasian male. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking I'm always, I always joke with my husband who is also like, he's Dutch through and through all this dark hair and all of the skin. And I had myself a a few blue eyed, you know, blonde haired babies. Me too. Yeah, I mean, not I have mixed baby, but you know, she didn't have blue blue eyes. But you know, I love all people. But yeah. the reality of the industry, I one hundred percent what you're saying. Yeah, we love so all people. But go ahead. I, I tease my husband all the time, and I'm like, you must have some kind of karma with women, man. I'm telling you, you got you got all these mother in laws. You got me and your ex wife. You got. You got now. You have three daughters, like you, ha- and and you work with cannabis. Like you have got some karma with women. You're gonna have yeah. to level up your game when it comes to the ladies. And yeah. so I, I feel really honored and really excited about when um about women in cannabis right now mm-hmm. and our vision and the way that we are coming into the industry to really create change, but also how we're holding each other accountable um, for how we are giving back to our communities and what the missions are behind our companies. Um, And I I recognize something pretty unique in in most of the women that I'm talking to is that we're really thinking about, you know, the organizations or individuals that we can support who become a reflection of the success that we're having. For you, as you are starting to hit these new milestones and growing and building your company and, and, and feeling the validation and acceptance from the community that you're serving, what is your plan for quote unquote give back? What are going to be some of the organizations or if you're already giving back to it, how are you, um, how are you giving back to your community or to your clients as you build Mm. and grow success? Absolutely. Uh, great question. And so, um, my, my brand is goddess oils, right? So uh, I'm very connected with the divine feminine energy. And I get that from you too, Sonia, just speaking with you. And so for me, I believe that every woman is a goddess, right? And some of us have forgotten that, but I believe that. Um, And so I wanted to, you know, what my company is is, uh, founded on is I'm a, I'm a girl's girl, right? Sisterhood. I love women. Um, I'm not intimidated. I'm not, um, I, I love, I, I believe in sisterhood. If I uplift myself, then I am uplifting my sister. If I love myself, I love my sister. I'm uplifting my sister and she's uplifting me. Um, I feel that that bond that we've had that was back in, in, um, ancient times has been broken, manipulated, um, you know, um, and I want to, I'm, that's what I found my, my, my brand on is goddess and sisterhood and love. So, um, particularly, um, specifically about reaching back, um, you know, I, okay, this is a good example of reaching back. I hired, my graphic artist is um, a black woman. Her name is Cheryl. 
And I reached out to a few different graphic artists uh, for bids for she did my pamphlet, my logo, all that you see. Um, and what she did is when she presented me a bid different than all, you know, all the, she was only woman, all the other men, uh, she gave me a mock. She said, I, I, you know, I told her what my principle was, what I was, what my, my theme, the energy that I wanted to portray, represent. And she did a mock for me. And it was beautiful. And I said, you're hired. You know, so if I have an opportunity to have a talented woman, doesn't matter what color she is, come across my threshold in business, and there's an opportunity for me to either hire her or mentor her or uplift her in some way, I will do so. A hundred percent. Love that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've been doing a lot of volunteer work with women who, uh, women and families or particularly women with young children who are transitioning out of domestic violence situations or abusive, um, situations and, and into transitional housing. And it kind of started out with like, I'm spring cleaning. I want to get rid of some stuff. You know, where am I going to send all this stuff? I'm sick and tired of dropping stuff off by the truckload to Goodwill where, like they literally have a hundred percent profit margin where you like, you drop off your stuff, they throw a price tag on it. And now they're selling yeah, like yeah, fast. Yeah. My yeah, husband like, told me about that. Yeah, I, didn't, man. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's a hundred percent profit. And back in the day of Goodwill, it like, used to be way different where they actually did help people um, of all different capacities yeah. earn a living, you know, but now it's like just normal people with anxiety disorders. I'm like, that's everybody, yeah. you guys. There's nothing unique about your goodwill anymore. So yeah, I'm yeah. frustrated by that. And I have like nice clothes for my kids and I have nice stuff for, you know, our family. And I was like, I really want to see this go someplace where maybe they don't have so much confidence or they don't have so much self-assuredness on what's going to happen next. And yeah, I remember yeah. myself, what it was like transitioning out of a domestic violent household and having to start completely over, literally only leaving the house with the clothes on my back. And mm. this woman came into this, this woman that just took us into her home and let me and my two sisters and my mom start over in her mm. home. And you know, provided everything that we needed and wanted. And it was just like such a beautiful thing. So I started to get really active inside of that community um, to support these women, whether it was with furniture or clothing or whatever it was, professional training. And then the other group that I'm really super passionate about is I've been obsessing, actually, it's somewhat of a problem at this point about human trafficking and the whole sex trade, this like global sex trade thing that's happening. Absolutely. And these women who have been, well, women and young children. Yeah. Children. Children. children Yeah. Absolutely. That are being rescued from enslavement and are rehab rehabilitating. And so the I so I tend to sponsor one or two of these people, um, whether it's, you know, with clothing or what, however it is just making sure that they have what they need. So those are some air, some ways that we are giving back and just 
do everything that we can so that our family and our community is a reflection of the success that we are building. And I think that that's something that's pretty unique about our industry is that the majority of business owners I know, especially the successful ones, are building in those things to where 10% is going into their nonprofit organization um, or they're starting, you know, or they're uh, doing strategic partnerships with, with, um, with, um, nonprofit organizations. And I think it's just really beautiful work. You're a first generation, um, in the United States, originally, your family's originally from Cuba, right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Amazing. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think I, I, there, there's a lot of truth to what you're saying here, Sonia, and I'm really enjoying this conversation. You were doing a podcast or not, I believe that we will, you will be in my life because I really enjoy your energy and the conversation. Um, but so what you're saying about the industry and um, that altruism, um, I think it has a lot to do with the plant itself. Like you said, it is, a, I believe it is, it, and it is uh, a gift from Mother Earth, right? So, you know, I am a businesswoman, um, but I also am a humanitarian and I'm a earth goddess and I'm very connected to Mother Earth. And I think a lot of people that are in the industry are kind of, you know, um, the older hippies that, ha- you know, can also make a business out of it. And, you know, or, uh, uh, but it, I do believe, and then, you, but you do have those other bigger companies that are trying to come in and then kind of moving away from that and really about mass profit and, yeah. and mass production, which, you know, um, is, um, puts a nasty taste in my mouth. And, and, uh, but I feel like the universe is abundant mm-hmm. and, um, you know, there's, there's, uh, enough for everyone, you know, to, to make a business of this and be successful. But I think that human connection really, you know, is, is comes from the plan itself, you know, that, yeah. So I, yeah, I a hundred percent agree. And let's, you know, to be clear, and I do want to be clear in this, the ones who are able to make the biggest difference, I hear this quite a bit in my work, like, oh, I do this because I want to help people. Like, that's cool, girl. You can help people at the fucking, excuse my language, at the um, homeless shelter down the road, but I don't that's see right. your ass up in there. Like, <laughs> right, right, right. people all day. Let's be right. real. You're in here to Absolutely. make some money, okay? And there's no shame in your game. Like, own up to the fact that you want to build a profitable business. Otherwise, you're just running a hobby. And nobody's... Right because they want to like have an expensive hobby. And this is energetically, emotionally, spiritually, physically taxing. Like this is yeah. not the industry to be a part of no matter how incredible your product is. So let's yeah. talk about, let's talk about the trials and tribulations of building a profitable business period as an entrepreneur. When you make more money, you can make a bigger impact in whatever area that you're passionate about and whatever Amen. that you Truth. Okay. So make your money, please, and have it be readily available to start making a difference, whether it's in your life or your family's life or whatever. So knowing that we're in business to be in business and to make a, you know, to build something profitable and that can be, you know, you know, a legacy for the next generation, if we're doing things right. Um, there, I have heard, almost everything under the sun, but there's really three things that stand out when it comes to the challenges in this industry, banking, 
marketing, um, and then quality control. So for you, not saying that this has to be one of your challenges, what were some of the challenges for you when you were getting started and deciding, you know, what you were going to do, whether it was extraction or, you know, starting your own CBD company, what were some of the things that you immediately came up against? And then what are some of the things that you're faced with now that could prove to be challenging for you to grow and scale to the point where that you want to? Absolutely. Um, tenacity is super important. Uh, I started, okay, so the, the facility has been up and running for three years. For a year, I did research and development, licensing, bought property, um, had to deal with all the legalities of the neighbors and the, and the city, um, afraid I was going to give, you know, you know, weed lollipops to their children. I had, I mean, I just probably should you know, have better than that Xanax they're giving them. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> or the Ritalin or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, right. And, and I'm a processing facility. So, you know, they were worried about, I mean, just the gamut of, um, just old mentality like we were talking about that people just still don't really understand the plant and how it's evolved. Um, you know, I, you know, I was planning on bringing, well, we do, we bring revenue to the, the cities that we're in. We pay the, ta- we pay taxes, you know, we're, we're, um, blowing tobacco and liquor out of the water far as the revenue of taxes that we bring into the community. That means, libraries that means you know more for your police force that means you know a lot of positive things but uh so my initial um you know just my getting my feet wet in the industry was you know i came up across a lot of adversity of um just people's ignorance about the plant and so you know i bought land where I planned on having my initial facility. They put me through so much of the back and forth with the paperwork and legalities that it took a year um, for me finally to be, the the city okayed me, you know, and I had my licensing and everything like that. And I could uh, break soil there, but it took so long at that one location that I, I had a plan B and you know how the universe works, God works, you know, where it feels like it's an obstacle, but it's actually divine uh, guidance. Yeah. Putting you another way. So, I mean, I just, I just felt like I was so behind the eight ball. I saw so many other people, you know, uh, doing what I wanted to do, but I was going through this kind of this, I was in this process. Um, it's not easy. The legalities, the paperwork that you have to do with the city, you know, you have the proof of income, all the things that you have to do. You know, everybody wants to be in cannabis. It is not, it, cannabis is a business, you know? And, you know, so that was one of the really most difficult thing was getting my licensing and getting me up and running fine, you know, where I have green property, $14,000 in cameras. I mean, <laughs> the protocol, you know what I'm saying? She's like, what the, was the challenge? <laughs> my yeah, camera exactly. bill. <laughs> startup capital, you know, it's just, 
Yeah. The things that you have to do to appease the county. I mean, you know, the, the zoning and stuff that you have to go through. So that initially was my, my hardest hurdle was breaking soil and getting up and running. So it took me, I, I say about, I say about a year and a half, maybe two years before I even have my facility. Cause then once you do the paperwork, then you have to have them go to okay it. So it takes another 60 days and another 30 days and you need to have the fire mark. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but tenacity, like I said, is you have to be tenacious and you have to, um, and just be really positive. Like I was super positive. Yeah. You know, you seem super positive. I'm like, yes, I need the vibe, the sisterhood. Yes. Yes. Bringing that positive energy. I got my sage over here. I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling the good vibes. Oh, I'm so glad, Sonia. Me too. Me too. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, we woke up this morning that, you know, that's, that's a blessing in it. And in itself, man, I tell my kids, you know, there was, there was a time where, um, you know, and there's, there's different seasons, different stages and phases of success. And especially as an entrepreneur, you find yourself like, sometimes you're up and sometimes you're down. And there was a, there was a time where we were not up. I'll just say that we were not up and we had over leveraged and, you know, had to sell our home and all kinds of stuff that was like Mm. pretty shocking. And we had to start back down at the, at the ground level. And my kids were just shook. They were shook. They were like, what do you mean? We can't do dance team. What do you mean? We can't do this. You know, it was, it was a lot for everybody. And I remember my dad who is originally from Argentina and Mm. had come here you know, under a banana leaf, like literally with a backpack and um, a hope and a prayer had married some lady to get us to this and ship. Like, you know, the, just the thing that you do to get your green card in the seventies in the United States. And he used to make empanadas and stamp leather and do, you know, just artwork on the streets. Hustling. Make his way hustling. Yeah. And I used to be like, oh, I want this and I want that. And I remember him sitting me down and teaching me how to do some of the art and being like, you can have whatever you want as long as you're willing to work for it. And you have to remember, you have to remember that not everybody has the ability to create something with these because they may not even have them. They may not have the legs to walk them to the place that they want to be or the hands to create the outcome that they want to create. And I kept, and so I took my kids, so I took my kids and we sat in a park and it just so happened, just so happens that God has such a great way of putting the spirit to work before you. And when you don't have the words as a parent, sometimes the lessons present themselves so that you can use God's creation for some of your most important learning lessons. And so that day the spirit was at work and I was sitting there and just trying to find, you know, the courage to explain to our kids, you know, that this too shall pass in a way Mm -hmm. that would help them understand. Yeah. And a van pulled up and out of the van came people with Down syndrome and a couple folks in wheelchairs and... Mm these happy, these bursting, happy, laughing faces of folks who would otherwise be considered disabled. Mm. And 
And I sat there and I just like inhaled this blessing and was like, thank you so much. And I, you know, and, and my daughters were young and they were looking and they weren't quite sure. And one of them had a colostomy bag and, you know, there was, it was somewhat of a, it was a profound moment there because they had not been around too much of that before. Um, and so I got to share and pass on that lesson that, you know, what a beautiful gift we have, no matter what it feels like right now, the reality is we have such an incredible opportunity to create and design what we want our life to be like. And with, and we, it starts with our two hands, you know, in prayer, it starts with our feet on the ground. And these are the things that are going to help us be connected and inspired and grateful. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. And so at the end of that, my kids ended up playing with, you know, these kids who had Down syndrome and all of this stuff. And, um, you know, it seems, it, it seems trivial, but it was really profound Um, it was really profound because they could relax and rest. Some kids are intimidated by things that are different, but they could relax and rest into it and let go. And then later on that day, they went home and they were like, can I give some toys? Can I give this? Can I give that? And they like did their own, you know, cleansing and feeling like, yeah, and I, I, I loved, you know, Ashley and we did, we did bubbles together and I want to, you know, I want to give something to kids like that. And so it was really sweet and it was very profound. And I feel, you know, I feel like through this industry, God is at work in a lot of ways, whether it's the results that our clients are getting or, you know, the trials and tribulations that they put before us to see if we have the wherewithal or tenacity to get on the other side of it. And the question yeah. always is, is do we, how bad do we want it? And what Absolutely. are we willing to do for it? Um, and so those those things, although unfamiliar, not unfamiliar to me, never cease to be profound because the learning lessons that come into that when you are, you know, when you are matched with these things that seem like the wall is never going to move, and then mm. the secret passageway that it reveals itself to you. Oh and, yeah, always. And then you're going, Absolutely. and it's awesome. So yeah. congratulations. That's incredible. And I'd love to know from you, like, what is it that you're looking for now to grow? Is it a specific partnership? Do you want more clients or more product to extract or more people to pick up your end product? What is it that you're looking for next to help you guys grow into the next phase of impact and income? Right. Well, great question, Sonia. I, um, you know, of course, to expand my business, um, with the work that I've done with the psoriasis foundation, you know, these walls that you, you know, we're talking about. So I reached out to the psoriasis foundation. I'm working with them. I will continue to work with them. I want to get holistic health to, uh, as many people as I can. Yeah. Um, that are not only just suffering with this because I plan on, I have, I'm doing research and development for my ingestible as well. Um, a high milligram ingestible, um, and also um, uh, a muscle um, topical. Yeah, which I'm going to be launching this week. Actually, I just ah. finished things, so I'm going to be launching that this week. So, but really, the 
let's go back to my goddess oils because it has had such um, a strong impact with people with skin ailments. So I, what I was talking about that wall is that I reached out to dermatologists as well. Okay, as I reached out to psoriasis foundation, I said, who else helps people with psoriasis, eczema, skin ailments, dermatologists? I reached out to dermatologists. Um, and there is still a stipulation in the law that says that they cannot use uh, dermatologists. Um, the medical institution cannot use um, CBD. Uh, I forget exactly what the stipulation is, but basically they can uh, perhaps have their license taken away. Yeah. So there was a there was an immediate like, no, we're not interested kind of thing. So that's okay because just like the you know the past shackles that we had on the holistic industry, that too will 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 you know will. Um, that sh- that too will pass. You know, we eventually we will be able to, and I do believe that there was a reason why the federal government didn't want uh, CBD um, cannabis on the market because it is not pacifying problems; it is actually real healing, right? And so that in the pharmaceuticals and all the nonsense and the disgusting industry that they are. So, but that is what I want. That's what I want. My mission is to get holistic healing and health to as many people as I can. Um, with my topical, yeah, with my product. Love it. Yeah. I'm so excited to test and try your product. I, I, um, have heard and seen some really incredible stuff about it, which is how you ended up over here in my circle. And now it's like, you're stuck in my circle. I hope. Well, I appreciate that so much. I appreciate that. And I have, I'm, I have the main store here, holistic store is also carrying. So I have wellness stores that are carrying in. And so that really gave me such a co-signed me so strongly, um, that, you know, that because of the legalities and the testing that I have to do, I don't have any THC in my product because I sell it in a commercial market. Um, and so I really have, um, a great product and, and Sonia, mine is not the cheapest on the market. Right. So, and it was really, uh, a woman used analogy of my, my product. She said, it's like, it's like a home cooked meal compared to fast food, right? Uh-huh. Because I only make such a small quantity and because it's such a high standard of testing that I do uh, and consistent with my product, it's not the cheapest on the market, but it is the best, like yes. the best quality. I mean, you know, I, I believe so, I, you know, and um, so I just want to convey that to you the people that are listening, because my product is not the cheapest on the market, but it is a quality product. You know, sometimes you pay a little bit more for quality. I know I do. You know, if I, if, if there's something out there that is, you know, if it's, if it is quality and I can yeah. consistently trust in that product, I will pay a little bit more. And, um, and that's what it is. So it's a real home cooked meal compared to a lot of fast food that's out there. That's wow. got yeah, I'm ready to eat. No. <laughs> yeah, I'll send it out the mail today. Today, you send amazing, me amazing, and I'm so congratulations on the launch. Where are you going to be launching your um, topical this week? 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, it'll be on my e-commerce. It'll be on goddessoils.net. And also, um, that's, you know, and I'm, I'm hitting all my spas and I'm going out to all my businesses and I'll probably, I haven't got an okay yet because I, I, like I'm saying, I I'm just launching this. So I'm just getting my samples out. Um, but it will be on e-commerce so you can get it there. Amazing. It's 750 milligrams of cannabinoid. It tested for 900, but I already did my labels for 750. So you're actually going to get this first batch, 900 milligrams of CBD in my topical. And I'll have a menthol that has menthol crystals. It's a deep body rub or a regular. We'll just, you know, it's just the CBD doesn't have the menthol. But I mean, that is, I mean, that is high. That's what I want. I want high percentages. You know, if you don't have anything, if you're, if you're out in this industry and you're purchasing CBD and it's not over a hundred milligrams, there's, it's pointless. Mine is over hundred. My topical goddess oils is over a hundred milligrams. It's like 110, but it's, it's Rick Simpson. So it's very concentrated. It's not a regular CBD, but my, my topical, my muscle rub is, is 750, but it's actually 900 this first this first gallon that I have. So that's it. And that's all. That's it. And that's all. And and where on social media and websites can folks find you? Absolutely. So my Instagram is goddess oils, 1111 angel numbers. And, um, and then, um, like I said, my e-commerce is goddessoils.net. And, um, and then I have Facebook, but not really, I haven't really been promoting my Facebook that much. Um, I don't know why. I don't know. I just don't, I don't, I, the whole, um, what's his name? I think he's a reptile. (laughs) (laughs) What's his name? (laughs) Zuckerberg. (laughs) Yeah. I think he's a reptile. Lord, so should, she said. Like we talked about this, Sonia. Like I wouldn't do social media if I didn't have to do it for my business. So yeah. I have, you know, I have a goddess. But oils. he owns Instagram. <laughs> I know, I know. But you know, they were selling on information. You know that whole thing on Facebook. Right. I know. I'm, it's ridiculous. Right. Why do I have Instagram and not Facebook? Okay. So it's also, I also have goddess oils on Facebook. You there we go. It. There's a well-rounded. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah. I can't with Zuckerberg. He is a reptile. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I know. I'm sure I he's know. been I, called worse. It's fine. Yeah. We're, <laughs> Reptiles need love too, girl. They're a part of the circle. No, they don't. <laughs> you just keep on smiling and one starves. They're lower dimensional entities, but we can, you know, let's, that'll, that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> with a glass of wine. We'll oh focus on God. the business right now. Let's focus on the business. That was too funny and caught me off guard. I liked it. <laughs> I like it. Yes. Okay. Well, for those of you guys who are tuning in, thank you so much for being a part of our community. As you know, it is our mission to empower you with the truth about cannabis and tell you some pretty awesome stories while introducing you to the incredible entrepreneurs who are pushing this industry forward. I invite you now to like and share 
this episode and make sure that you tag five people that you believe is going to make a difference for. As you know, you just by taking these small actions, we've been able to impact over 200 million people's lives around the world and we are not stopping there. So thank you so much for being a continued member and part of our Hemp Revolution family, along with Legalize It, Don't Criticize It, The Green Rush, and MedicalSecrets.com. If you are a budding entrepreneur um, or established business owner in this space and you want to share and tell your story with me, shoot me an email, Sonia at MedicalSecrets.com. And if you're someone looking for products that you can depend on, check us out at MedicalSecrets.com. We are happy to help. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Sonia Gomez, and this is The Hemp Revolution. We'll see you on our next show, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode. We took notes on this episode for you, along with all the links and resources mentioned in the episode. Get them free on the show notes page here at www.medicalsecrets.com. If you love this show and our content, please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you really want to help us get the message out there, please rate, review, and tell all your friends. With your help, we can continue to reach the world with our message. And until next time, we hope you join the hemp revolution. And we challenge you to dream big and love the life you live.